We're live? Okay. This is Talking Through the Shit. I'm Rick, and I'm here with my good buddy, Taylor, today. What's up, buddy? Now, last time I was on, uh, I had, not when I was on, when, when I was, was recording, uh, a buddy of mine said that Rock is dead. Mm. And mm. this pissed off Taylor. Yes. He actually had the audacity to text me, to text me about it. So, uh, yeah. Why is Rock not dead, even though it's, it is probably dying Well, first, best? First off, I want to say that I'm just here to do the Lord's work. Okay. Um, and correct this blasphemy about <laughs> Rock being dead. Um, I guess it, it kind of depends. One, I, I take issue with that statement. Um, just in general. Okay. Ultimately, I think the conversation comes down to how you're approaching it. If you're a casual listener, uh, one of the, someone who primarily is only listening to music, you know, on your commute to work, you know, whatever radio stations are available, usually top 40, then you're not going to hear a lot of rock. No, not at all. And the rock that you do hear isn't going to be what people would normally associate with rock it's going to be bands like 21 pilots um imagine dragons you know stuff like that i i think we brought it up on the last pod that it those are more like r&b or like uh, pop than rock i and i brought up the point that post malone is probably like the biggest rock star right now given the way he builds his songs and his voice and everything like that like he is much more of a rock star than a rapper in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that has to do with the fact that Juan Post Malone is insanely talented. Yeah. Um, he's an actual musician. Mm-hmm. Um, he can play all of the instruments that he writes with. He's he, he's one of those one in a million type talents. Well, he came to prominence by playing uh, Don't Think Twice by Bob Dylan on the guitar, I believe. Yeah. And he just recently did uh, the Nirvana song with uh, Travis Barker. You know, he covered that. He's he's a talented musician. A lot of his roots do go back to rock. Speaking of speaking of Nirvana covers, did you see Chad Kroger from Nickelback do that uh that about a girl cover? No. Oh, it's awful. No, no, no. You're thinking of a uh, puddle of mud. Oh no, no. Yeah, I am thinking of puddle of mud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was atrocious. Oh. I don't know how you could ever. Uh, professionally record and sound like that i feel bad for that dude i can't remember his name but uh the singer man because like he just got clean like he just got sober really and this was like the first thing he did out of the gate and he went into it with so much confidence and stuff like i have a feeling bad job that is gonna be wrecked like by the end of the month yeah he's probably already i don't know i don't want to say he's falling off the wagon but it'd be real hard to stay on it hey if there was a reason to fall off the wagon having a video like that go viral i mean (laughs) that's pretty gnarly dude that's pretty bad yeah um so so i mean you said like some of these guys are are really pop so some of that music may not be my cup of tea i mean i'm not an imagine dragons fan i'm not a 21 pilots fan hell Um, me neither man but i think it's difficult to not say that that isn't rock uh, because you can look at some of the biggest rock artists, artists of all time, Billy Joel and uh, Elton John. If Elton John were putting out that same music that they are today, or that they put out back then, they're doing it today, that's rock music. It's just yeah. beyond a piano and Saturday it's a lot night more chill. All, Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting is like a quintessential rock song. It's good. It's really mm-hmm. good. And it's got the like all the elements of rock in it. The blues progression, the 
charismatic singing, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And I think part of it has to do with the fact that rock is such a huge, wide encompassing genre. You know, it's not one particular sound. No, not at all. I mean, you have those people like Elton John, Billy Joel, and then you go all the way back to classics to Zeppelin. You go mm. modern day to Black Keys, White Stripes, Rival yes, Sons, yes, yes. Rain Wolf. And, you know, you can go all the way back to Robert Johnson or Johnny Cash, Hank Williams. Like, that was rock and roll. That was. That was. Um, as far as what do you classify as rock and roll as far like in mainstream prominence today is there anything out there that really uh rings a bell that i'm not mentioning yeah i mean i, w- I would say probably a, a young modern band that's absolutely killing it in rock right now would be rival sons I rival, mean, sons? R- rival sons are probably the most notable band right now okay that came out within the last decade that's just absolutely murdering so it, w- how many records have they released roughly and like what I believe, uh, Jamie, look this up. Um, <laughs> I think they've released four total. Four. Okay. Four albums total. Yeah. Okay. But um, then you can even look at uh, other artists who, and this will, we'll, we'll get deeper into this, but it doesn't have to be these giant killers because my biggest beef with the statement that rock is dead, mm-hmm. all right, Leandra says three albums. Okay. Um, nope. Seven. Seven albums. Seven. Okay. Okay. So quite a few um is that rock is not where it once was no not at all dude like that's not debatable it's not well, you don't say rock star i mean you say rock star because back in the day like you could do anything if you were in a rock and roll band that was any sort of had any sort of notoriety well yeah it was also a different time i yeah. mean i think that you you go back further than that robert johnson was doing whatever the hell he wanted to back then johnny cash and elvis were doing whatever they wanted to oh, back dude, then freaking legal meth and driving and yeah it's <laughs> all sorts of shit. <laughs> driving like it's a, like it's a big, <laughs> driving so driving, rock star. Bro, like just uh, on a straightaway you didn't even know um i but, would say but I, yeah like it's definitely not where it once was for sure no but what i would say is that rock has evolved and rock has changed but yet the culture of rock and roll has stayed exactly the same uh in most cases Um, what do you mean by that so kind of how i was talking about top 40 radio like you're not going to hear a lot of what you would associate as your your normal brand of rock not a lot of that old school heavy guitar driven sound but true just from where we're sitting right now, I could throw a rock and probably hit three kids practicing their garage with a rock band. I can, on any given Saturday, Friday night before the Rona hit, just in Southern California alone, there was high hundreds, if not thousands, of rock shows going on from bars to stadiums to small venues uh, to house parties. Like, rock has not left at all rock is not uh, as popular as it was i i see i i I still disagree with that i think it's just as popular if not more it's just changed and i think that goes into the culture of not only rock musicians but fans um who i think have kind of purposefully done this to themselves um i think if you look at streaming numbers and you look at just just the amount of rock shows that go on from your your biggest festivals in the world are all rock festivals you look at pink pop rock and rio coachella back before i went super pop yeah but coachella honestly was one of the smaller ones you know you can go to uh, electric picnic 
in the UK. Um, they have another big one, Download Fest. Um, those are all primarily rock festivals, and those are the biggest festivals in the world. Hmm. I didn't know that. I always, I mean, Coachella's made out to be like the biggest thing every year, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. It's usually it, headlined by like, you know, Wiz Khalifa or uh, Travis Scott, you know, th- these mainstream rappers. Yeah, but you think, I mean, going back not too long ago, Chili Peppers were playing. Oh, yeah. You know, um, Guns N' Roses just headlined it like a few years back. You know, that's one of the most infamous rock bands of all time. Yeah. Yeah, um, I would say one of them at least. Yeah. So uh, headlines were made, what was it, a year or two years ago when Motley Crue got back together? Yeah. These are old school bands, but these are the guys who set the bar. These are the Tupacs and the biggies of rock and roll. These are guys who started it and, you know, became those legends. Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't even think Tupac and Biggie were as big as, say, like Tyler, the creator nowadays. No. no I, would, well, I would have to say, like, th- the problem I see with rock music is, like, everything that was monumental, that was, like, staggering in the, in the numbers, in the, in the drugs, and in, in, like, the, the, uh, the amount of women you could get with it, was in the past. So you're saying you don't think that exists anymore? Like, like the idea of a rock and roll icon, a rock star, does not exist within rock and roll anymore? I'd have to say no. Not really right now. There's no one I can pull out of a crowd and say, like, or like a, a group of celebrities and say, like, oh, this is the, the guitarist right now or the lead singer right now. But I could do that with 10, 12 rappers right now. Easy. You know, I'm I'm not sure if I took those two those two points and kind of tied them together, but I can say this: like the idea of a rock star now is not what it was back in the from the '60s to the early '90s. It's changed a lot. There's a really funny meme that goes around on a lot of guitar forums, okay, and stuff, and it says rock star uh, back then, and it's Slash like laying on the floor, covered in like drugs and empty bottles, yeah, and just passed out, yeah. And it says rock star now, and it's a guy with glasses on, well dressed, super shredder like Strandberg guitar behind his laptop with Pro Tools, yeah, you know. So the idea of being some insane party monster, you know, well, that's kind of what what rap hinges on is like it's a brand like a person is a brand these guys don't have any charisma it's like think about pro wrestling nowadays do you know any pro wrestlers nowadays at all no but you know stone cold steve austin Mm -hmm. you know why because he drank beer and he whipped ass and he stone cold stunnered his boss you know what i mean so like that idea doesn't really exist in rock and roll nowadays it's the guys with the with the glasses with the pro tools playing a you know playing a really expensive nice guitar with great tone and humbucker pickups and all that kind of stuff but it's like not it's not there it's not there like that charisma that x factor well see that's something that we can talk about but i think that's a very different point than the what the statement rock is dead insinuates um one you do have those bands yeah you got plenty of them I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna approach the uh, debauchery that some of these guys went through back in the early '60s when you could have a festival where you lace the entire crowd with the brown acid. You oh, know, man. that'd be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> or would it? I don't know. But you, you, you know, yeah, dude, I mean, there's a reason that Woodstock is a like 
cultural like pivot point in history is yeah. because it was so different than everything that was going on at that time. Or, or, or even the famous Rolling Stones concert like that took place up in the Bay Area where they hired the Hells Angels to come in as security. Yeah. And people died. <laughs> like Hell yes. It, it, that happens Hell yes. That happens today. That is a national incident probably classified as an act of domestic terrorism. Like Do you th- do you think that, like there's a decline in like the biker mentality and and because I don't see it as often as I did back w- back in the day, you know, like the the whole Hell's Angels or even, you know, like the the less notable biker gangs. Uh, I can only speak from my own personal experience on that. I mean, I don't. I was never a guy who counted how many cuts and Harleys I saw on the freeway. Okay, but you would notice them when they pass by. Yeah. Um. Growing up, I remember we had Hell's Angels rolling through Norco all the time where I grew up. Yeah, um, yeah. But I know when that incident took place at Mavericks. Yeah, back the, when I, which is a bar in Norco where there was like a was it a stabbing or a shooting. It was a drive-by shooting by the Mongols. Oh, so the Hell's Angels and the Norco Fire Department were doing a toy a Christmas toy drive. <laughs> there and the mongols went by and shot it up and i think one of the firefighters actually died damn so after that you never really saw hell's angels there mm. but um i, I mean, mean i will say this since this whole quarantine thing happened because i'm still spending a little bit of time on the road because i'm still driving to and from work same yeah every day i have probably seen more cuts on the freeway than i ha- i have in recent memory and for the un- uninitiated what's a cut so yeah you know the famous uh vest with the with the affiliated patch okay. on the back. Okay. Um, the other day, me and Leandro were driving, and we saw uh, like three Mongols and like four Vagos uh, riding together. Nice. And I haven't seen, I haven't seen a Mongols patch around here in a long time. Oh, dude, I, I very rarely. I I see Vagos more than anything because it's green. It's easy to see, you know. Yeah, I remember seeing the Vagos patches all over the place, and uh, I haven't been here in a while, but. <sighs> In Temecula, uh, I remember, because that's a big hub of Hell's Angels. Yeah. You used to see them all the time there, but I haven't been down there in a while. I I don't know if the biker mentality, like, that is a very rock and roll lifestyle when it it comes to, like, the history of rock and roll. Leather jackets, drugs, like, loose women, and and motorcycles, dude. Something's badass about listening to rock and roll. Like, think about George Thorogood. If you were, like, driving a fucking Prius, <laughs> it just doesn't have that oomph like it would, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, one of the shows in, well, geez, it's actually been a while, but had some of the best music of any modern show and is still praised and applauded for it with Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy had amazing oh, music, and so does Mayans, the new one. Mayan has amazing rock music, and they go deep. They're finding a lot of newer artists that are coming out of that. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing. Okay, so syncing. So syncing has to do with like the music that gets placed in things like TV commercials, movie trailers, uh, TV shows, and stuff like that. If you look at the highest synced artists, even as recent as 2019, okay. if you look up a top 10 list, the majority of those are rock-oriented artists. I will give you that. Like, It's probably more prevalent because on the internet it's rap music it's i mean like hip-hop rap black music i'd, I'd say yeah well, not just that i mean you have great white rappers like i, I don't want to be mistaken as somebody who's not a hip-hop or a rap fan like uh, i i actually love that kind of music i love listening to old school tupac uh some recent people that i 
I've been listening to. I mean, they're white rappers, but Jelly Roll, Yellow Wolf, uh, Struggle Jennings. Um, mm. I love those guys. I, I mean, I can't get enough of that stuff. I, I have a Friday and Saturday, Friday and Sunday morning uh, live stream that I'm doing right now under quarantine. Okay. And you know, for Sunday, Sunday when I'm doing it, my theme song is Sunday Morning by Jelly Roll. You know, nice. and then I think Fridays is yeah, Fridays is uh, Kendrick Lamar. You know, I'm doing a uh, King Kunta. Nice. Like, you know, that's great music and I love it. And I'm not trying to say that that doesn't have its place. It absolutely does. It's an amazing form of art with a very deep and rich history and some amazing artistry that goes into it. But I think to say that that has completely eclipsed rock so much to the point that rock is dead is a massive under or uh, a massive misstatement. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's very incorrect. Um, now, if you're trying to rap is not the same way today that it was in the 90s not at all things things change yeah you know doesn't mean it's any less irrelevant than it was in the 90s it's in fact it's grown i think in some aspects i think it's probably the most relevant type of music nowadays i'd have to, uh, just as far as like widespread popularity even back even back when we were going to high school because we're like you know a year apart it's nothing too too serious as of, of a divide so it's like i i, I I think that rock was like kind of at like a, a falling crest at that point with what it was relevant in culture because we had like Tony Hawk pro skater and a lot of that was rock music. A lot and of those rap though. I mean, I remember that's how I discovered run DMC. Yeah. You know, run DMC came out of that and you know, they're old school hip hop, but I mean, there was a, there was a fair amount of hip hop on it. Yeah. But like, you know, the, the the theme song oh, they have the gang star on there what didn't they have gang star on there too probably i i only really played like the first and the second one i remember the second one i think the theme song was uh gorilla radio mm. that was i mean what is rage against the machine is well, it kind of is it rap rock is th- it that's a band who rides the line i mean i would say that rage against the machine is closer to rock um they're closer to rock than I would say a Limp Biscuit is. Limp Biscuit, Limp Biscuit get, definitely dug its heels into the rap portion of it. Well, particularly when they when they the way that they embrace the culture of hip hop, I think definitely. And Limp Biscuit, lo- love them or hate them, I mean personally, it's not my taste. But when they were around, they were fucking killing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were massive. You know, they were headlining major festivals. I they were not a small band. Largely, that had uh, like because fred durst really dug himself into like the mainstream culture well he, he made, was on he, mtv all the time yeah he made himself a pop personality he did you know and he talked shit to people yeah and i mean i i, I think that's the point too he made himself a pop personality i think people talk about pop music pop music isn't actually a genre like pop just means popular you know frank Sinatra was a pop artist you know Pop has always meant that the most popular kinds of music. The popular music right? of the day. Now these yeah. days we kind of associate it with acts like Lady Gaga, Katy Perry. You know, we yeah. call them our pop stars. Seventy-two BPM, Taylor Swift. Thing, yeah. Um, but John Mayer notably calls himself a pop artist. Um, he has a really good series that he does where he spe- he he went back to Berkeley and does a five-part series you can find on YouTube. That's I encourage anyone to watch it. It's he's a very intelligent dude, and the way that he talks about music and the place that music particularly guitar music has in the modern day is very insightful um 
but he talks about pop music and i mean who's john mayer is very rock and roll like he is a rock artist for sure mm. some might disagree but that's where it gets into the fans i think i think fans with rock music have become so divisive over the past few years that i think fans are the ones who have inadvertently fans and musicians have kind of inadvertently taken rock down a notch as far as having the limelight why do you think that is like what 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 kind of factors lead to that um i think it started with the i mean i have to say this you are in a rock band yes so you are like you're not speaking from a place of ignorance or a place that like you're not seeing it go around you like every weekend like it's very hard to hang out with you on like a saturday night because you're playing a show or you're at a show yeah yeah pretty much um so i i I am in a rock band called graves in the bad weather and we are a you know we're just that we're a rock band we're a very heavy uh vocal and guitar driven band yeah um so but i also consider myself outside of being a musician i consider myself a businessman too because i co-manage the band along with uh, our manager and because of that i have to be very aware of trends within the industry and seeing what's working and what's not so that i know which path to lead the band down Mm -hmm. and um one thing with rock is the way this started i think is when you think about record deals and the infamy that record labels have kind of achieved over the past 50 years yeah, um, yeah, I'd say that all pretty much stems from the way that they screwed over and manipulated rock bands back in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, think about Peter Grant, you know, an ex-pro wrestler, uh, 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 all around like scummy person. I think he robbed them blind, right, a couple of times. Yeah, I, I mean, it, you you can even take it back to the Colonel Elvis's manager. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he just got that guy super drugged up so that he could kind of get him to do whatever he wanted him to do. I mean, it's genius, I mean, but it's underhanded and evil. Yeah, and I, I think when all of that kind of came out, you know, and I mean, that went from the late 50s all the way up, I would say, to the 90s, if not further. They're still doing it today, but now we're more aware because all that info's kind of come out. I mean, about what these labels have done. So my theory on it is that rock fans, because if you're a fan of somebody, generally you root for them. You're kind of in their corner, mm-hmm. right? Um, and when you find out that these labels are basically screwing people over, then you know you see an artist do that, and you automatically get this image in your head that labels are these big, evil, corporate overlords. Um, so if you kind of are like largely, yeah, can say. be, can be. I mean, I, I, remember that movie, uh, airheads. I don't remember that one. You never watched that movie airheads. I don't okay, think so, so. Like, they were trying to get signed to a record label and, um, like one of the, the record producers, he was like giving him a, a shitty deal. He had like a soul patch. He never played guitar before. Like he didn't know what he was talking about. So like. it's it's guys that are outside of the scene that don't have any passion for it that are just trying to make money oh yeah yeah and i mean to be fair i mean that's their prerogative they are businessmen yeah so their job is to take a band and basically turn them into a product to where they can make money off them that's fair okay but you have to be aware of that you have to be aware that if you are part of a label you are now a product that they have on their shelf and they are trying to sell you so but as i was saying like the fans now and even other musicians are so aware of the the insane history that these labels have had that i think that kind of translates into modern day it turned into this 
thing that was called selling out. Yeah. So you can uh, a fan if you're rooting for a band, an up and coming band who's putting in a lot of hard work, and you see them get to that point where they're going to sign a, a record label. Yeah. You're like, oh, don't do it. They're going to ruin you. <laughs> right. So and uh, selling out especially as it applies to rock music has become a big term um people are always scared of people selling out people get accused of selling out and uh hang on one second don't walk away with my lighter (laughs) i need it sorry i'm jumping over my words because i'm trying to hold on my lighter so i can smoke um but uh you know punk rock punk rock became a really big thing and with punk rock it's so frowned upon if you're successful and i think that applies across the genre from metal to punk to you know your blues rock acts it's frowned upon to be successful um because people are going to interpret it as you sold out yeah and with punk i mean it's kind of different the whole idea of punk is to remain autonomous and not have a governing body over you not necessarily i mean punk has its place like you don't want to just roll over and let people completely change you into anything else but the biggest punk bands that we know of they all signed a label well they made their own label a lot of the time right well eventually down the line and i mean nowadays when you nowadays you have things like sumerian records and uh, ride and easy records and stuff like that to where the, now you have the resources readily available to do that i mean yeah. right now we're sitting in a garage with pro tools set up doing what people couldn't do 20 years ago in their garage oh yeah like we're a radio station anywhere yeah we kind of have the means right now to start our own record label just with what we're sitting with we just need the business license to do it pretty much yeah you know so now people can do that back in the day they couldn't do that well now you can just upload something to youtube and enable the uh, ads or whatever you know mm-hmm. if you get enough followers you can make money it might not be as much as it used to be but you can definitely do it no nah, but sometimes i mean unless you just you get one of those moments where you just strike gold and you go viral oh, um yeah, there's so many musicians that i've seen who are so much more talented than some of the stuff that I hear on the radio, rock included. Um, so this this idea of it's it's a bad thing to become successful. You know, rock artists need to eat too. Yeah. They need to pay rent when they come off the road. Rents due. Like true story. So you need to make money. So you take your passion, you find a way to monetize it, and. The fact that that has become frowned upon, I think, is a, is a big misunderstanding uh, within the rock community. Um, the bands who have done that in the modern day, bands who are absolutely killing it on the road, are some of the bands that people make fun of the most. You know, look at Five Finger Death Punch right now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They're, they, they have some jams, though, I will say. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not a, I, it's not my cup of tea. You know, as I'm sure. Fair enough. But you know what? It's a lot of people's cup of tea. Yeah. Because they're playing arenas by themselves easy you know and they're called what sellouts they call them butt rock they call them all these things but they became successful because they were businessmen and they monetized their product Ain't nothing wrong with butt rock every once in a while nah no nah, i mean the japanese stuff back I, in the day i enjoy a little nickelback every now and then like oh. the next band you know creed dude, can fuck d- off but. dude uh you don't realize how many things were like under like had the background song of creed you know, my sacrifice back. In oh, the day. Creed was placed everywhere. Yeah, it was everywhere. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah, but I'm. I mean, the culture of rock and roll, I think, is still well and alive. 
Um, I don't think it's gone anywhere. I think it's gotten bigger. I think it's not. Um, what would you call it? It's not renewing itself. Like it's not planting new seeds. Or it, or it missed it missed the chance to plant seeds a while ago, and we're seeing that lack of a harvest now. No, no, no. See, I still disagree with that. Um, I I think it's planted a lot of seeds. I I think there's a lot of old genres that are even kind of coming back within rock rock music. One of them being jazz. Um, I personally hate jazz, but the place that it has in music now is huge. Um, I I, I like to think that rock has diversified itself in a mm. way you know back back in the day the day being the 60s and 70s all yeah. the way up to the early 90s you had say maybe 20 giant bands who are your main headliners across the world you know everyone from zeppelin and the rolling stones up to nirvana and guns and roses okay um these days the stages with the exception of some of these massive festivals, have gotten smaller, but there's so many more of them. Rock music has become so much more accessible and become such a wide-encompassing genre that you have bands like Bring Me the Horizon, uh, Beartooth, Polyphia, Periphery, um, Rival Sons, Rainwolf. You know, some of these fantastic bands who maybe you didn't find out about them from a TV commercial or from Top 40 Radio, but they're out there and they're filling venues and i'm talking like 500 to 1000 cap venues that's a career and that's a good amount of people if you can make a full-time tour out you know of that. it is a career and there is something to be said about not being kanye west you know what i mean the, you, like not having millions of dollars is something like that has i think it, it's fallen out of i don't know falling out of style but it's coming into style in the rock community more or less you know what i mean you think the kanye west mentality is becoming more prevalent? no no i think that living under you know like kind of under the radar but having a following still having a great career making money that you can live off of that you're not so far up your own ass with your own fucking like stupid materialism you know what i mean well yeah you know and that that's one thing i think for the most part is a big difference between rock and and hip-hop yeah you know not to not to talk shit on hip-hop but a lot of it is it's not necessarily the music that is selling it's the idea and the personality yeah it's the lifestyle this get rich bitch kind of mentality (laughs) you know in rock music i mean it sounds funny but a lot of rock musicians they're kind of emo little fuckers like you know they like to write songs about love and shit like that um well they they like to write songs about emotional views and frame it as love yeah yeah it, I, I i think it's you know it's two sides of the same coin there's artistry it's just different approaches and you're singing about different things it takes talent to do either one of those but in rap it's that mentality i think that is getting rap, sold it's most of the time just pure misogyny and also a lot like, of times rampant materialism it's very hard to get around the gold chain you know what i mean well and i i think people don't realize how easy it is to sell mater- materialism to people I mean, when you, when you can take a personality like a Kanye West and, you know, a label, obviously their job is to make money off of an artist. Yeah. So they have a personality like a Kanye. Yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, okay, cool. We've got his music, but because of this, uh, persona that he's created or that we've helped him create around material materialism, guess what we can also do? We can make some shoes. We can make some headphones, you know, we can make signature 
purses and leather goods and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not just the music. But usually that's because with hip-hop bands, I think, hip-hop artists, rather, it's a singular person. A rock band is never really a singular person. It is a group of people, for the most part, who contribute together. It is a team that puts this art together and for the most part rock bands are still writing their own songs for the most part yeah um your pop acts are not these are basically meat grinders for songwriters yeah they never really write their own songs. pop artists can put out 10 albums a year if they wanted to because they don't have to write the songs the labels just go oh we found this songwriter in nashville we had a thousand songs submitted to us we found the 10 best ones we're gonna make you know lady gaga sing them or lady gaga actually i'll take that back lady gaga i think is a true artist i know she writes a lot of her own stuff and she's very talented but say uh demi lovato or a rihanna or a beyonce no 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 no. rebecca black wrote friday she did that is a that is a masterpiece it is not no, I don't think she even. I know. She, I don't think she wrote it at all. Well, it, it, that song's good the same way Baby Shark is good. You hate it, but you can't get that shit out of your head for years. And you want to kill yourself. Yes, but I just want to kill myself. You know, rock bands are not able to put out the same kind of content that hip hop artists are. I'm not going to acknowledge that. No, no I, I I hear you say that all I the time. I don't want to kill myself. The only thing keeping you living is the fact I don't give you attention. So, <laughs> um. But yeah, you can't take a band and put four or five albums a year out. It takes time to write songs. Um, and oh, when I've, I mean, and I've written songs. I mean, I've uh, back in the day used to play guitar quite frequently. I've written songs. I've put. I've recorded a couple of rock songs. It's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hats off to you guys for coming out with like an EP. Yeah, one whole EP. Two of them. Two whole EPs. It's crazy yeah yeah i mean it 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 takes time and you know i think i think that makes the labels think that it's more of a surefire way to make money with your pop and your hip-hop acts Uh, mostly because a lot of the songs aren't actually written by the artists you know no fault of their own it's their career they're making money you know they're not substantial but you know what it's what people are buying and you can't hate on that um but you know what people are also buying the other stuff it just doesn't come up as often as some of these other things true true um, do you think that it's like uh, it's a problem that most of these like huge like say huge arenas like you know like 10,000 plus are mostly like old bands do you think uh, it's, a, it's a problem I do okay. um, yeah I do and not to hate on the old bands I mean they're the ones who kind of pave the path for us I mm-hmm. mean these bands filling up stadiums and arenas now, ACDC, Guns N' Roses, um, Rolling Stones can still sell out arenas anytime they wanted. Easy. I mean, Bruce Springsteen, he announces a tour and that shit sells out in minutes. Yeah. You know, um, they're amazing. I would say something that I it goes back to the labels. I mean, it, people are so, people will consume whatever's put in front of them. And when the labels say it's easy to take a Bruce Springsteen or a Rolling Stones out on tour because we know we're going to make our money back plus all this profit back in 15 minutes after putting it online, yeah, you know why would they go any other way? I, but the I, problem is you can only milk that cow for so long. You know, it's it sounds like 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 you can only milk it for so long. But I went to a Desert Trip 
And I was working it, so I didn't actually pay anything. Desert Trip or Desert Days? Desert Trip, which was the uh, Rolling Stones, Paul McCartney. Oh, yeah. I remember Neil, when you went to that. Neil yeah. Young, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan still sucks. I'm convinced he's still just a heroin addict that's functional enough to be on stage for like two hours. He's terrible, but that's, he's the, awful, that's the beauty of that man, though. That guy doesn't care what you think. I like some of his songs, and I want to hear them, but, like, you know, he doesn't want to do a good job. It sucks. No, no. Bob Dylan don't give a shit. He don't give a fuck, man. Um, Who else? That's the the same thing with Neil Young, though. Well, it was the Who and and Roger Waters and Pink Floyd, and that was dope. Oh, yeah. That was cool. But you can squeeze so much money out of all of that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you you pack all those killers into I mean, one spot they, at the same time until they die. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's what I meant by saying you can only milk that cow for so long. You got you got to keep the product coming out, you True. know. And that's why some of these labels out there that I think are doing, you know, the rock industry a huge service. Labels like Ride and Easy, labels like Sumerian, you know, even uh, some of the labels like Epitaph. Epitaph is still getting great up-and-coming bands and even universal who has subsidiary labels under theirs like there's a band right now who's out there absolutely murdering called bad flower bad flower is signed to a subsidiary of universal under john varvados um who's that john varvados he's a big fashion icon um but he has a small label that is under universal and he has two artists signed to his label right now it's bad flower and some other band i forget who but um yeah i mean rock bands are still out there i mean i think bad flower on their last tour sold out just about every single spot and then they were set to go to the uk and i i think that got canceled because of the rona but that band i mean they were playing big rooms we saw them at the el rey i believe and that's a 700 800 cap room Something like that, huh? You know, that's not a small spot. No. And then you put them on a stadium bill with five other bands who who can do that. You know, you're going to pack that place out. I, I I still feel like the heyday was is behind for certain certain stuff. You know what I mean? Well, there, back in the day when I I went to um, a I went to a couple System of a Down shows because that was my band back in the day. Oh hell yeah, that was my shit, man. Um, right before they came out with mesmerize yeah mesmerize and hypnotize yeah hypnotize was like the last one that they came out with before they like broke up for a while i think so yeah Yeah. so right after toxicity came out and then hypnot uh, uh mesmerize was about to come out and so they leaked a couple songs to get people to go to them to their tour you know what I mean? yeah i think they had like soldier side come out or something like that what i think the song was like soldier side Soldier and byob yes and that was that was the shit that was the banger man yeah that was awesome even girls sang that shit Oh yeah, yeah. The chorus you can't get away from it. But um, I I saw them with Badass Trip, they sucked. And then I saw them with oh, like Badass Trip was the first man and fucking jarble terrible mess. And sir, I'm sure some people like that, but I think it's mostly because they were probably just friends with them or label mates or whatever you know. And then dude, the Mars Volta was their opening act, like the act before, and that shit was insane i've never seen mars volta but i've uh, i've heard it's a dude they this one cat had like a table of instruments he was playing oh yeah like saxophones and oboes and what a weird different kind of uh space frog harmonicas that's a whole type of shit (laughs) you know what i mean and like 
that was dope and then they had they raised the or the, the curtain like they raised a curtain to set up for system of a down and then they fucking dro- like i i don't remember if they dropped it all at one I, I think they did they dropped it all at once and they started byob as soldier side and then byob and they fucking dropped that curtain and the whole place just fucking went insane that's nuts. We, we, we got a chance to see them, I want to say it was about two years ago, at Glen Helen Amphitheater. And, it, dude, that was a great bill. It yeah. was uh, sold out. What's that place like? 15,000? 50,000 people sold out. It was easy. System of a Down headlining uh, Incubus. Oh, dude, I wish I could see Incubus. Dude, I'd never seen Incubus live. That shit was revolutionary. Oh, shit. You see the fucking dog agrees. It's a doggy mosh <laughs> we are, here. We are on the front porch. Because, yes. Because Taylor said he had to air out some grievances. And the, what's a better place to air out grievances than the front porch? Yes. But yeah, there's <laughs> I guess, uh, there's a bunch of shit out here. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was it was System of Down, Incubus, um, at the drive-in. And I think the first band was Clutch. Clutch? Yeah, Clutch. No shit. I remember them from yeah. Beaval La Bam. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of Clutch. Oh, personally. me neither. But I remember a song. Any of my homies from Riverside are gonna hate on me for that. But Fuck I, them. I, I'm not a fan of Clutch. Bags. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but yeah, I mean, essentially, my my whole point just goes down to this: like rock and roll has changed. Yes, it doesn't hold the limelight that it once did. You, you got to think too. Back in the '60s and '70s, that was kind of the only thing. There was jazz. Jazz is still. Do you want to say that again? Try to sound serious. Dude, there was jazz, and it wasn't that shitty. Oh man, you didn't hear all that swing music that all those swing bands at Woodstock. <laughs> I'm sure there was classical still coming out at that point. <laughs> Something I don't know. There's there. Yeah, it really was only just like rock and and Frank Sinatra. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the only thing back then. So it makes sense that what everybody would be listening to was that. In an age now where there's several different genres that are all just as easily accessible through things like Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, um, people are going to be listening to different things. Well, think about how irrelevant Led Zeppelin became when, like, Corn dropped Blind. Remember that? Remember that song? Did you say how irrelevant Zeppelin became? They became so irrelevant to pop culture, to everything for so long, because Korn dropped an album that started with a detuned bass line and a and a a ride cymbal. I mean, Korn did some rad stuff, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to equate oh, and the, Zeppelin to that. I think the that. drugs I changed mean, too. They weren't doing acid and coke anymore. They were doing yeah. like. I mean, at please. that time too, the guys in Zeppelin were like what 60, 70 years old. Like, I, I mean, f- forty. And then you got a you got yeah. a bunch of meth heads coming out of Barstow or Bakersfield Hell, or wherever they came well, I think, out of. I think Corners from Huntington, and then no, nah, no, nah, the, the, the System of Down was from L.A., and then you had like guys from. Well, some of the System of Down guys are from Armenia, but Corn definitely well, came Armenian, out of Baker. But they're from Glendale. Glendale, just where Armenians come from. Corn came out of Bakersfield. You think those guys are going to come out of Huntington? They don't make meth like that in Huntington. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're wrong. I'm not a doctor, but nah, I'm pretty nah, sure I, I, I have heard it from the source. The source. Yes. Well, think about Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, before it was before a bunch corn. of OC boys. I, I think it was a little bit before Corn. Blink Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And when they came out with Dude Ranch, that song, damn it, that shit was my childhood, bro. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, same thing with Green Day's Dookie. Dookie was a great album. It was a great album. It was. I, it would, I, I would argue so is American Idiot. No. It stands against everything that I stand for, but I love that album. That is an amazing album. It's okay. Okay. Agreed, it was, uh, agreed to disagree. It was played so freaking much that it became ingrained in your brain, but I don't think it's oh, great. Oh, bro. You want to talk about some of the top 40 stuff? All the top 40 stuff becomes overplayed. Fair. You know how sick I am? Shake It Off by Taylor Swift came out how many years ago, and I'm still hearing it on the radio? That's not as true. I don't think it's being played anymore. I don't know. I don't really listen to 1027 or whatever. Uh, it's still out there somewhere. I'll yeah. be walking through stores and hear that. Yeah, music. That's that's really our enemy. That's the enemy of really good music is music. Oh, I'd yeah. Have to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. awful. Terrible. Yeah. I remember working in PetSmart and hearing uh, Everybody Plays the Fool by Aaron Neville. It's fucking just i don't even know who that is but i don't think i want to you don't you don't you you want to know why i want to die is because of that (laughs) some of the stores are rad though i mean you remember going through like a hot topic back when we were teenagers made a point of being cool hot topic was the shit and then like uh places like zoomies and even paxson well now they make a point of like playing 21 pilots Nah, Zoomies is really into like that hip hop stuff. Like half the brands they make, Tyler the Creator. No, I'm talking, I'm talking like about that. like um, uh, Hot Topic nowadays. Yeah, Hot Topic is not what it once was. No, no. Dude. Remember but that, when we were growing up, man, when Marilyn Manson came out, yeah, dude, that was Hot Topic. Yeah, the golden era, dude. I remember when they used to have shows show. at Hot Topics. Really? Yeah, that was so much fun, man. They used to have like. Uh, like independent local bands come through and like play shows at Hot Topic. I in remember the mall. when it looked like the gates of hell. I remember the the glory days of <laughs> of it. And dude, when I was re- I had to um I'm an electrician so I do like remodeling of uh, I totally didn't know that. That's uh, crazy. Uh, You're an electrician? Up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I uh, I was tasked with remodeling uh Hot Topic's headquarters. So it kind of I saw it change. I had to Watch them take the fu- the old stained glass and like spider webby looking doors off. Oh yeah, the wrought iron, all that kind of stuff. Like oh, they do like a bunch of anime stuff over it, or what? Yeah, it's all Funko Pop now. Yeah, it's Funko and uh, and uh, Bauhaus. I don't even know who the fuck Bauhaus is. That, Bauhaus amazes me because Bauhaus is old school. Like that's an older band. And then like some touchy query pixie bands. I don't know, dude. It's just weird now. Yeah. It's different. It's different. And I don't like it. I don't like different stuff. No, no. I mean, people generally don't. And I I think that's where, you know, we kind of fall off sometimes is I I would say probably the only reason I disagree with the statement rock is dead is because I'm still currently in the rock scene. Yeah. uh, Because of my career choice. Um, For someone who's a casual listener, you're going to remember the stuff that rock changes, all music changes. And you're going to remember the stuff that you listened to growing up, particularly in your teenage young adult years. Right. And when music changes and it's not that anymore, like there's a saying, Bill Burr, my favorite comedian yeah, has this bit that just fucking kills me where he's talking about listening to like rock music on the radio. And he just like, he's trying his best not to be that old man. Who's just like, that's not music. (laughs) When I was your age, we, dressed like women and sang about the devil like yeah right (laughs) you know it changes so for people our age you know in our early 30s 
the late 20s even, you're going to remember the bands from the early 2000s. You're going to remember Blink-182, Green Day, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Where are... (laughs) <laughs> Where are the baggy pants and backwards hats? Oh my god, the the Jinkos that Dude, all the new Jinkos? metal bands were wearing? Awful, awful shit. Really awful. But it's what made the scene. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no one ever accused new metal bands of being fashionable, but they definitely. We did had back a in look. the day. We did. We we, we called them fashionable. I never wanted did. to dress like the dudes from Corn. Not Corn. Corn's a little bit too like. Tweaky for me, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. They're a tweakender band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not my. I liked Corn, but not as much as I like System of a Down, because I don't know something about that Middle Eastern sound. Maybe think of Jesus and Muhammad at the same time. I don't know why. <laughs> System of a Down special. System of okay. they're, yeah, they're, they're a unique like blend because I don't know like Surge, Surge Tankian if you. Uh, for the for the uh, uninitiated is the the lead singer and is like it sounds like a classically trained opera singer well he was he was an opera singer in armenia before system of a down oh, he was a, he was voice. a professional opera singer this man can just hit the notes and like it, it's not like a generic type of opera sing- like a male opera singer type of thing it's it's like a really unique style yeah and yeah yeah like he can you can just make it happen. It's awesome. And then there's the uh, Darren Malakian. Like the, I'm pretty sure he's strung out on something. He's a special fella. Yeah. You, uh, you, you got to check out his band now. His side project was it uh, uh, Hollywood? Scar- Scars on Broadway. Scars on Broadway. I, I said Hollywood Undead. Like it's not just a coke. Oh uh, no, we try to forget those years in the rock community. Yeah, yeah. awful. Yeah, awful shit. Yeah. All those Schecter after parties. Damn, dude, terrible. But uh, yeah, Scars on Broadway is amazing. Yeah, I, 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 anything Darren Malakian puts out, I mean, I, I, I love it. It's not stuff I necessarily want to That's play as a musician, say. but I dig it. I remember they say, they yeah, say yeah, all about it. and then he, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. he just hits that that squeal for no reason, which I thought was like admirable. <laughs> I don't know why it was not very good, but I got it. Well, it's like know? System of a Down, Sugar. Like sugar was the shit, man. Sugar's amazing, but you you know when they wrote that Darren was just high as fuck, and he was just like, "I'm just gonna do this. There's no reason why we're just gonna make it happen." Oh, speaking like uh, the drummer John Domain, just a different level of drummer too. Oh yeah, yeah. The whole band is the Neil Hurt of his time, dri- driving songs like like sh- like Sugar or um, there's one called No, which is like just a ridiculous i like the uh we're trying to build a prison oh prison oh dude prison song was dope yeah that's a great way to start an album yeah whispering it's so good man yeah 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 but i i just to take it back i don't know how much time we got left on this thing uh we got like 10 minutes okay yeah i i i think that rock is just diversified just to make a final a few final points before um, yeah. Okay. So, do you think that there is a way for the rock community and rock artists and like and hey, the, uh, we got to put some emphasis on the fans? The fans 
is there a way for everyone to come together to make this shit happen again? You, you know what? It's not just the fans. It's even musicians. We've kind of been guilty of stabbing ourselves in the back with that. Um, How so? so? How well, so, sir? So with my band, Graves in the Bad Weather, um, you know, we've been doing this for several years. And it wasn't until probably the past year where we started to see a lot of headway um, in terms of actually building a fan base, playing larger venues and you know getting opportunities that we hadn't had in the past okay. um so from my own firsthand accounts when that started happening i started seeing those things that i've heard about the things i've kind of been talking about on a lower scale at our scale start to happen um people critiquing us for being sellouts for treating it too much like a business you know and to me that doesn't make sense to me because, hey, I'm trying to turn uh, turn my passion into my living. Yeah. So the thing that sets us apart and the reason why I'm able to do stuff like this is because I treat it like a business and I treat it professionally because I am a professional. People give me money to see the band play. Mm-hmm. So I need to treat it like a business and make sure that the product that we're giving them is worth the money that they're giving us. Um, so I've seen it happen, and musicians are probably – the biggest perpetrators of this of coming down on other bands of hating on other bands hating on different genres uh we don't sound like a new metal band but if a new metal band succeeds that's good for all of us that's good for rock and roll you know um Whereas I think a lot of bands would be like, no, fuck that band. You know, they're not really rock and roll. You know, they're not this. They're not that. They sold out. They're doing this. No, that's rock and roll, man. It's a very egalitarian way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think, like I said, musicians were were just as much part of the problem. Some communist shit. (laughs) Well, I mean, I have no problem with constructive criticism. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that uh, just because you're not making it and you're not making headway doesn't mean that the genre is dead maybe it just means you suck so maybe it needs you need to work on your craft more maybe it needs means you need to treat it professionally and treat it more like a business maybe you need to give people a reason to come and see you other than you just wanting them to hmm. that's a good note to end on we don't have to do the whole i mean we were approaching the hour i don't know if we hit it I'm not looking at the stop. I looked at the stopwatch a while ago, but yeah. Um, well, well, I'll tell you what. Can, can yeah, I just throw yeah. out s- some modern rock bands that I think people should definitely check out or maybe Dude, fly yeah. under the radar? This is an odd thing for someone to do, but yeah. Um, plug them and plug yourself if you like. Okay. But yeah, please. let it, like Give us some insight on what to listen to. Okay, so so I'm going to kind of cover, because I've talked about how rock and roll is such this wide, encompassing genre these days. Um I'll, I'll throw out bands across the whole spectrum. Cool. Uh, bands who I love and who I've listened to. So a band that I cannot stop listening to lately is a band called All Them Witches. Um, if you love this really droney, Delta Blues rock kind of sound, those are your boys. Check out All Them Witches. Uh, you want to hear a vocalist who's just going to like put your dick in the dirt? Listen to Rival Sons. Jay Buchanan is a fucking beast, and he's got an amazing band behind him. Uh, Rival Sons, probably one of the biggest rock bands on the face of the planet right now. They got off tour opening for Black Sabbath not too long ago. Uh, they're fucking killers, and they're from Orange County. Um, Rainwolf. Rainwolf's from Canada. He's kind of a solo guy who kind of got big on YouTube. You will not find a guy out there who plays guitar like him. Um, he's j- he's a force of nature like when he plays. So check out Rainwolf. 
Um, another one that I would throw out. Hang on, Leandra's saying one. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Okay, that's good. So if you like kind of the the melding of hip-hop and rock kind of coming together in a similar way that Rage Against the Machine did it, check out uh, Grandson from L.A. Um, one word, Grandson. He's highly political, like Rage Against the Machine was, but even if you disagree with his politics, you will appreciate him for his passion mm-hmm. that he puts into his music. He's absolutely incredible. Um, Badflower. Check out Badflower. Bad Flowers killing it, and then uh, them earlier, yeah, yeah, they're a great band, and uh, I gotta throw our boys into the mix. Uh, some guys who are just killing it right now, guys who we've had the pleasure of sharing the stage with. Uh, Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society's got a sound that I've never heard. It, it, some people call them new metal. They have some new metal influences, but they're they're kind of an animal all their own. Um, so Dead Poet Society, Rainwolf, Grandson rival sons and all them witches yeah check those boys out and i'm in some band called graves in the bad weather please yeah please where can we find your music online just type graves in the bad weather just type in graves in the bad weather (laughs) yeah g-r-a-v-e-s uh we're okay we do our thing we try to be loud and try to put on a good show you already heard me talk about the band and what we do enough we you, you pay money to come see us we're gonna make it worth your while check out the music powerhouse vocalist my wife so i'm legally obligated to say that according to our <laughs> marriage contract so your wife laundry yeah and then uh i'm not sure when this is gonna air you know right now we're in the middle of the the rona but um fuck it man like it's gonna air like tomorrow okay well yeah uh i don't i don't put time in between it because i i feel like uh if you think about it too much you're not putting out enough fair enough well okay so if you follow us on facebook on saturday we're going to be doing a acoustic set saturday night um i believe that's what the today's the seventh so the ninth uh saturday night on facebook live stream the living room sessions uh myself and leandra will be doing a short acoustic set on there so you can tune into that um other than that just stay tuned because i guarantee when all this rona shit ends we're gonna hit it hard hell yeah brother hell yeah taylor i can't thank you enough for coming on man thanks Um, for having me man we gotta do this again like just bullshit yeah instead of so from the front porch this has been talking through the shit i'm rick this has been taylor Thank you guys very much. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.